Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Network, serving the New York metropolitan area, 1350 on your AM dial. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content, not just Joe and Joe. And also, please be sure to follow Joe and I on social media or primarily on Facebook and YouTube at the Frontline with Joe and Joe or Frontline TV and a whole host of other platforms. So wherever you find us, uh, please help us out a little bit. And today we are very pleased and honored to be joined by Sister Mary Ann Fatula and OP. And we are going to be discussing her new book, Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit, Keys to the Transformed Life and a Joyful Heart. Uh, now, for those of you who are not familiar with Sister Mary Ann, uh, I'm just going to give a brief introduction. Uh, Sister holds a doctorate in systematic theology from the Catholic University of America and taught theology for more than 30 years at Ohio Dominican University in Columbus, Ohio. So I think she's going to have a lot to say about the Holy Spirit. Sister Marianne Fatula, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Good morning, Joe and Joe, and what a joy to be with you. Thank you, Sister. Sister, before we get into our conversation, would you mind uh, leading us in prayer? Yes, I would love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most blessed Trinity, let this time and everything within us be for your glory. And most dear Holy Spirit, anoint our every word, draw us close to yourself, draw our hearts to love you, to fall in love with you. We give you all of our problems, everything that concerns us and that worries us. Let us really experience your power your sweetness, your joy, your love in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones and spread your love within us throughout all the world for your glory and that of the Father and the Son. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful, sister. Thank you. Um, let's, so we'll get right into it, sister. I mean, I think a good place to start is let's define our terms. I feel like uh, we're, we're back in college. Let's define our terms. Uh, what is the Holy Spirit? Obviously, the textbook answer, it's a divine person, equal in dignity and majesty with the Father and the Son. As we all know, uh, personhood implies there is potential for love and union. I think that's important to state. And with that said, can you expand on that definition? And how can one be in relationship specifically with the Holy Spirit, which is obviously the third person of the Trinity? Yes, Joe. So uh, St. Augustine is so helpful to us. Uh, when he reflects on the Holy Spirit, he's inspired by the Holy Spirit to see that the Holy Spirit is the living love, uh, the delight, the sweetness between the Father and the Son. And the Eastern Church Fathers tell us that the Holy Spirit who is the giver of life, is the giver of every good gift to us. So this divine person, the third divine person, 
as well as the Father and the Son, these three divine persons are the ones for whom we have been made. Every relationship we have here on earth that is dear and sweet and good is only a taste of the soup. But they, the Blessed Trinity, they are the feast. In other words, we are made to be in relationship with them, and not only to be in relationship with them, but to be in the middle in the center in the heart of their relationship with each other and the most beautiful sweet gift is that at our baptism the blessed trinity who love us so dearly give themselves to us saint thomas says through sanctifying grace they give themselves to us to dwell in us to make our soul their home their heaven as saint john tells us and in a special way the holy spirit gives himself to us and is given by the father and the son to be just as he is between the father and the son to be our beloved to be our intimate friend to be our treasure to be the source of every good gift within us and it is absolutely crucial to not only our christian life but to life itself to be in intimacy uh, with him because this intimacy with him is a taste of what we will have forever in heaven and is the source of all joy and all happiness, all good things here on earth as the saints so love to tell us. You know, Sister, you mentioned baptism. I mean, clearly uh, that's our first installation mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Um, but also there's confirmation, which we, we when we get the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I'll tell you a personal story. When I could remember when I was confirmed and very distinctly, I, I'm not making this up. I haven't even sh shared this with many people. When the bishop touched my head, I sincerely felt a tangible movement. Yes. I am not yes. kidding. And I'll be honest with you, as a young boy being Italian, you know, we were Catholic, but my parents weren't like devout, devout people. But yes. I still visibly felt a tangible movement yes. um, with his hand. And, yes. and that's the truth. And I remember it to this day. Um, I mean, to be, it's, it's actually emotional when you think about it. But one of the gifts, well, many of the gifts that we receive in fullness at that confirmation, which we all receive as Catholics, is wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, fear of the Lord. Speak about those gifts and speak about the, the I guess, the sacrament, which is being imparted upon us when we receive them. Yes, Joe, what you say is so beautiful. And, and I must say this, although it's often stressed that confirmation gives us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it, the truth is we've received those gifts already in our baptism through sanctifying grace. And what is actually at the heart of the sacrament of confirmation is the Holy Spirit giving us the gift of himself in the most deep full and intimate way and so what we are given in the sacrament when the when the bishop uh, uh, lays hands on us and and says be sealed with the gift of the holy spirit the holy spirit is claiming us uh, for his own and the holy spirit gives himself to us now it is true then of course the gifts of the holy spirit are deepened within us but it's so important in preparing for the sacrament of confirmation and in, in reclaiming its gifts in our life, its graces in our life, to know the most important grace that was given to us was the grace of an intimate friendship 
with the Holy Spirit. And we know this in our own relationships. We don't focus on the gifts the person we love gives us. They're wonderful. This is great. And of course, we need these gifts. So wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, piety, the fear of the Lord, St. Thomas tells us these gifts are habits that make us docile to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. But more important, and the fundamental underlying reality that is needed is this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit who gives us these gifts. And so this is what I would so love to see uh, as the focus much more in our preparation for confirmation, that we are being given the grace of an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, who is the giver of all good gifts and, and, and whose gifts within us, whose seven gifts within us, deepen our ability to respond to him, to be, uh, to be loving, to be uh, wise, to be, to, to be courageous, uh, to, to have all of his own power and strength in, in our life. And what you experienced, Joe, is so true, so beautiful. You, even though you were young, you knew something wonderful had happened to you. And it's permanent. It's, it's indelible. I mean, St. John Chrysostom says that without the Holy Spirit's seal and confirmation, we are like sheep without a seal. Sheep that wander around and belong to no one, have no home, no protector. Ah, but when we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, we belong to him. We are his and he is ours. And here now on earth, we have in him the source of a totally different kind of life, a life that already tastes of the sweetness of heaven. And so many times, I think here on earth, our life, it's okay, it's fine, but it doesn't taste very good to our soul. And, and the, the beautiful medieval hymns that we have um, that praise the Holy Spirit so beautifully speak of the Holy Spirit who makes truly our life taste good as the Blessed Trinity wanted to taste. We are meant to taste truly in our soul, the joy of heaven, even before we get to heaven. And to have our lives just lived in a, in a sweeter, stronger, more powerful, more deep and tender way, this is the true gift given to us in the Sacrament of Confirmation. You're listening to the front row with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello, and we are in the breach on the Veritas Catholic Network with Sister Marianne Fatulo discussing her book, Drawing, Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit, Keys to a Transformed Life and Joyful Heart. Um, Sister Fatula, the, the catechism spells out the ways in which we know the Holy Spirit. Um, and obviously, I mean, as Catholics, sometimes we, we can forget about the Holy Spirit a little bit, and we obviously want not to. Um, confirmation. I, I can't tell you how many people who I know who are Catholic who, who have not received the sacrament of um, for whatever reason, you know, they yes. uh, uh, oversight or, or didn't even maybe even know the importance of it. And that's why you're on the show to tell us the importance of receiving these gifts of the Holy Spirit. But how do we know the Holy Spirit? I mean, we, we, there's there's scripture, there's tradition, magisterial teaching, uh, prayer, charisms, um, the witness of the saints. How do we know the Holy Spirit? It's, Joe, it's a, such a very good question, and it is true that uh, we, we probably begin by reading about the Holy Spirit in Scripture, uh, and we, we hear about the Holy Scripture by the about the Holy Spirit in the Divine Liturgy. Uh, but it is true that when we have the slightest interest 
in the person of the Holy Spirit. This is because the Holy Spirit is drawing us close. We, we didn't make this up. We are being given the gift to be drawn near to the Holy Spirit, to be in close friendship with him. And the way that friendship, that intimacy, that relationship develops is really as it does here on earth. When we become close to someone, we have to talk to that person. We we speak, we communicate, and I, I think you're you're so right, Joe. That uh, so many of us we are drawn to be close to the Father. We we are drawn to be close to the Lord Jesus. But what we don't realize is, is what Saint Paul tells us: we are close to the Father and to the Lord Jesus only because the Holy Spirit Himself is the one who has drawn us. No one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. No one cries out, Abba, my Father, except by the Holy Spirit crying out within us. So the Holy Spirit, so humble, draws us close, and th the slightest interest we have in him is an invitation simply to start speaking to him. <laughs> At this very moment, let us say, oh, most Holy Spirit, I don't know you. I want to know you. I, I want to love you. I, I want to experience your power, your sweetness, your tenderness in my life. I, I want my life to taste good because of you. I want to taste the difference you can make. I give you all of my problems. I give you everything I'm worried about, my family, all of my relationships. I give you everything I cannot deal with because I can't deal with that with anything without you. You, you most sweet Holy Spirit must do for me what I cannot do myself. I beg you, give me your joy, give me your power, give me your sweetness. Most of all, make me fall in love with you. This is a prayer inspired by the Holy Spirit. He himself gives us that prayer to pray. It's so easy. So he does all the work. <laughs> and when we start just speaking this way, we will see a difference. If we try this very day, let's say, you know, if we know the Holy Spirit, we can know him and love him more deeply. If we don't know the Holy Spirit at all, let us simply I, as I would say to my students, start saying the words. Just say, most Holy Spirit, I don't know you, but I want to know you. I want to love you. I give you my life. Please start taking over my life. I want your power, your sweetness, your tenderness, your joy in my life. Sister, you know, it's funny. You mentioned a couple of things. First, I want to touch upon what you said about docility, to be docile to the Holy Spirit. But it's funny that you say that because on our show, I always say, if you go before the Blessed Sacrament, because many people yes. don't believe in the Blessed Sacrament, yes. and yes. you say the words that you just said, yes. God, I don't know you, but I want to know you. Help me. Exactly. He will. Yes. It's my bet. I've said this, I swear on the show to people, if they sat in front of the Blessed Sacrament and simply yes. just said those words and did it consistently, God who loves us will show us and animate our life. Yes. I 100%, that's my million dollar bet to anybody because Amen. he loves us. Amen. I, I had a, um, a, a thought, sister, because you kind of alluded uh, in a couple questions ago to the idea that you know life does be. It, there's a sweetness to life when you're when you have this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Obviously, we want to let the audience know here, you know, at the Veritas Catholic Network, and and I think you alluded to it when you said like it doesn't make it doesn't mean life's going to be perfect. Right. It does not mean that life's no. not going to you're not going to have hardship. No. You're going to have trial. No. 
and it's important for people to understand. I'm going to tell Joe, gave you a quick personal story. I'm going to give you my personal story is that I know this, okay? Uh, most of the things that have happened in my life in the past were usually, were not usually, all the time of my own doing, okay? <laughs> um, and many of the struggles, of course, are still there, okay? Because we, we you know, we, we, we have to get through this life. But I will tell you this, sister. I know this like I know my own name. I would fail miserably every time. If I, if, if I did not have a, if I didn't pray a novena to the Holy Spirit, yes, yes. if I didn't say the rosary faithfully, okay. Um, and being like Joe said, um, you know, contemplating our Lord, that all comes from the, you know, that all comes from the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't make life perfect, but it makes it a lot, a lot more easy to deal with, which, which is Amen. my Lord. Amen. And so well said, Joe. Amen. Amen. But talk oh, about yeah, but just talk about docility because I think that yes. that's that almost goes against like like the idea of Americanism that we're yes. strong, we're independent, but mm -hmm. how we have to be docile. I, I think about that when I pray the Rosary, the mm -hmm. joyful mysteries. Yes. Mary was docile, mm -hmm. you know, to what God was to give her, mm -hmm. and I think that's a key key virtue. Talk about that because I think. It's something we have to work on, I think, particularly as Americans. Yes, Joe, you both are saying such absolutely true and beautiful things. And uh, docility to the Holy Spirit it is simply, we have to beg for this. Uh, and as the other Joe said, it doesn't mean our problems are going to go away necessarily, although so many times we will experience miracles in our lives. But even in the midst of our trials, they do not, as St. Paul tells us, they do not destroy us. There's still a peace, a strength. Uh, and this docility means that before we do anything, <laughs> Let us give it to the Holy Spirit and say, most sweet Holy Spirit, you must guide me. You must do this for me. If this is not of you, then please don't let it work out. If this is from you, let it work out. I don't want to do anything of myself. I want to do everything under your guidance. And, you know, we have these um, intimations of the Holy Spirit guiding us throughout the day. There's a thought to do something and we're thinking, oh, I don't know. What, what closeness to the Holy Spirit does is so many things, as you say, first of all, draw us close to the Lord Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. We long for Mass. We, You know, that docility is, you know what, I think I could go to Mass during the week. And, or, you know what, I think I could stop in here in church and spend some time before the blessed sacrament or you know what i think i could start the day off with prayer just asking the holy spirit to to be in charge of everything in my day giving the glory to the holy spirit but also there are things that we uh, might be have been drawn i have had students who told me that drawing close to the holy spirit really sinful attractions they had before, or just attractions to things that were not of the Lord, just started to fade away, as St. Augustine himself experienced. He said, you know, the sweets, the sinful sweets, I thought I couldn't do without, suddenly became distasteful for me, to me. Uh, and the sweetness of you, O oh Lord, dear Father, and the Holy Spirit, you became sweet to me. So this, this uh, habit, but we act, see everything is a gift. And so we don't just make a resolution. No, no, no. We make a resolution and we ask for the grace 
uh, to carry it up. Dear most sweet Holy Spirit, give me the strength and the power. I, I don't I don't really think I need to go to that place anymore. I don't think I, you know, you have to give me the strength or, or there's something the Holy Spirit inspires us to do, to speak, to say that requires courage. Uh, you, you, we all know this. There are times when we, we hold back on speaking the truth and, and St. Paul says, speak the truth in love. There are just so many attractions, the Holy Spirit, wonderful attractions. And we're not talking about super um, fantastic, uh, you know, things we have to do to whip ourselves. No, we're just talking about daily life. And in these daily experiences, if we don't dare to do anything without asking the Holy Spirit to guide us, to anoint us. We will be starting to be docile to how he draws us. And everything that he draws us to, that this is all there, it's all goodness. It's it's it will take make our life taste ever so much sweeter. You mentioned St. Augustine like basically being moved to get past certain like like attractions to bad things. I'll tell you another personal story in my life. When I was in my 20s, I was struggling with chastity. I was starting to come into my faith, and I knew that this was not what I was to be doing. And I went to a men's day retreat, and I went to confession, and the priest who basically, um, you know, went to confession, gave me the Eucharist and he looked at me and he put his finger in my hand. Like, and after that, I had no problems. I swear another like very pivotal point in my faith. And to be honest with you, sister, I remained chaste from my mid to late twenties till I was married at 43. Praise God. But that was a gift of the Holy Spirit. Like I could, I couldn't do it on my own strength, but it was through the confession. And literally, I kid you not, he knew, like he touched my hand. Yes. yes. I mean, that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. No, no, it's the truth. And Joe, what you say is so powerful and is meant to be experienced by every one of us. No one of us can have any virtue whatsoever without the Holy Spirit's grace. We don't know this. So if any of us is chaste or is kind or is generous or patient, we don't realize this, but this is only through the grace of the Holy Spirit. So whatever virtue we are lacking or we need to grow in, let us ask that, let us do as the saints did, starting with St. Paul himself, St. Augustine, give it to the Holy Spirit and say, I am powerless almost Holy Spirit without you. You have to do this for me. Give me this virtue. Give me chastity. Give me patience. Give me love. Give me generosity. And this prayer is inspired by the Holy Spirit. St. Augustine says, we could not even say a prayer like that if the Holy Spirit himself were not inspiring our prayer. And the the prayer that the Holy Spirit inspires, he most certainly answers. And you you have really experienced, Joe, and God bless that beautiful priest, the power of the Holy Spirit who works most powerfully through the sacraments, as you so beautifully say, you know, through, through our going to mass, receiving the precious body and blood of the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist, through the sacrament of reconciliation, anointing of the sick, these beautiful, the sacrament of marriage, the, all these, the sacraments are such a treasure. 
in the church through which the Holy Spirit works so powerfully, so constantly. And so let us let us do as our brothers and sisters, the saints have done, and they, they were powerless, they were weak, they were sinful. Let us do as they have done and ask simply ask for that grace. And the Holy Spirit who inspires our prayer will grant it. That doesn't mean we don't, of course, give our own efforts, but it's our efforts under the anointing and power and sweet. So, and he makes it sweet. He, he actually makes it sweet for us to do without the sinful things in our lives that we thought we couldn't live without. He, he makes our life taste better uh, in him. Right. It's funny you're mentioning like, uh, you know, St. Augustine and thinking St. Francis. And as you're speaking about the Holy Spirit, Sister Marianne Fatula, who's joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe discussing her book, Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit, Keys to a Transformed Life and a Joyful Heart on the Veritas Catholic Network. I couldn't help but think with guys like St. Augustine and St. Francis and many others, the life that they were leading the only possible way that they could have converted their lives would be through the power of God. Absolutely. These were, these were guys that would fit, you know, in their, before their convert, like their real deep conversions, yes. they would fit right it, very well with modern American society. Amen. You know, so the, well said. The party mentality, the, yes. uh, all, all of it, what Joe and I call on the show, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll culture. Yes. They would have fit very, very well with that. But that power that you're discussing, and then when you read them too, like when you, let's say, particularly St. Augustine, you, you understand it really is a sweetness. Yes. Uh, and St. Augustine was no different than Joe or me or any other. <laughs> Absolutely <guy>. true. <laughs> Except he was really smart, Joe. He was, yeah, <laughs> much, much smarter than us. But it, but it, it's very hopeful. See, I, uh, the reason why I bring it up is because Joe and I, what we're trying to do on our show, sister, at the front line with Joe and Joe, we're trying to, yes, we want to be somewhat entertaining. We're kind of funny Italian guys from New yeah. Jersey. But yeah. we want to educate and we also want to inspire. And I think I think it's, it's very important because Joe and I are flawed men and we primarily try to get our message out to Catholic men yes. to yes. You know, be strong, especially in this culture where the, the guys can't think that they're so deep in their sin or attached, like you said, attached to those things. Absolutely. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You will change. You're not going to be perfect. You won't yes. be perfect when you're in heaven, but you're yeah. going to change. You will start putting down those things, as you so beautifully said, Sister Fatula. You'll start putting down those things that you think are so important to you. Could you comment on that a little bit? Yes, we, have about, we have about uh, about three and a half minutes to the yes. break. And Joe, what you say is so powerful and so true. We can experience this. Uh, let us say to the Holy Spirit, let the things that are sinful, that are so attractive to me now, give me a distaste for them. You know, let them be like cigarette busts in my mouth. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit will do this. And in... in um, he will free us. Uh, it doesn't matter what sins we're enslaved in. This is why the saints are so powerful. Uh, to, Guys, to can we just break it? My son's upset. Let me just oh, hold sorry. on one second. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor sweetheart. <laughs> But sister, go ahead. You, you, you. Uh, I think we're still recording, so you, you could still. Uh, we'll, we'll have them. We'll have them. At, actually, you know what? Let's wait for Joe to come back, okay. and then we'll have our, um, 
we'll have our producer uh, just edit out this little part. Joe, Joe, what you say is so true. And God bless you for gearing your program to, to Catholic men uh, because the, the, the temptations and the, the, the pleasures that the world offers, it's just getting more and more, uh, you know, demonic, really, what people see all the time and, and so available right there on their computers. And it's just... Uh, it. It is such a different taste of life to start living in the power and tenderness and sweetness, strength, mighty protector, defender, and sweetness of the Holy Spirit. It tastes so different in our lives. Mm-hmm. No, I know, I know, I know. It, it, it's really, it's really important that we're, we're, I, we're like I said, sister, we're going to edit out this part. Sure. So, okay, you know, fine. Surely. Uh-huh. He's got, he's got, he's got four crazy kids running around this house. Oh. So. <laughs> Oh, so you're recording from home then? <laughs> I'm actually usually sitting right next to him. Uh, uh, and uh, But I'm my wife and I, and please say a prayer for us. We yes. finally received a uh, a wonderful young man um, in, through the foster process, and we're hoping uh, down the road adopt him. But my wife's not here, and uh, I didn't have to and I couldn't leave him here, so I'm doing this from home today. Oh, God bless you. I had a problem you. with my internet connection. I don't oh, know. No. Oh, God uh, bless so you. that's why I'm on my phone. But uh, oh, God bless you, dear. <laughs> please say, say a prayer for us, sister, when you can. I will. Uh, yeah. I so. will, Joe. I and and God bless you for this this beautiful work you are undertaking uh, in this adoption process. And and again, may the Holy Spirit anoint everything, and may everything be from Him and of Him, and and uh, to the Trinity's glory. This is beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's, uh, Joe should be back in a second, sister. That's okay, the poor sweetheart. <laughs> How old is the young man that you're adopting? Uh, well, he's 12. Oh, beautiful. And, and we're, we're praying because, you know, they're, it, it, the adoption's not, nest, it, it's not a guarantee. Yes. We're, uh, we're praying for it, and we, he's in our home for at least the next couple of weeks. Uh, um, and uh, we've, we've all taken to one of my wife and I. and. Uh, and so, uh, what so, yeah. Joy. Uh, whatever what God joy. wants. Whatever yes. God wants. Mm-hmm. And that's right. And so if you just say, my sweet Holy Spirit, if this is from you, let everything work out absolutely just easily, perfectly, sweetly. Uh, if it's from you, I just, I trust you to work everything out. And I always say, and if it's not from you, then just let it be a big fat mess. And then I'll know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, I'm going to remember that prayer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My no, son was I, having, uh, he couldn't watch Spider-Man on the. <laughs> you sweetheart. <laughs> Joe, so you, you didn't pause it, right? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, I will, in the email, when, when we send it, I'll let them know that they're going to have to just splice this together. Okay. Okay. Very good. So want to, do you want to just, uh, start up? How much do we have? We had about three uh, minutes. Right. What was, the, what, what was the question we were on? Um, well, we were talking about how, uh, just in terms of the temptations of the world today, how giving things to the Holy spirit really, th- th- we cannot do anything good, uh, th- without the power of the Holy spirit. All that thought, sister. I'm going to bring it in right now in five, four, three, two, one. So, sister, um, talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind, about the, this idea of obviously overcoming um, the world, the flesh, and the devil, mm-hmm. as, as, as is taught by the church, and, and that we can. We can overcome these things by 
by God's grace and with the Absolutely. power of the Spirit. Can you comment on that? We have about three minutes before yes. the break. Yes, and, and I mean, our world is just, especially because of technology, it's becoming so much around us. The means the means for sin is all, they're all around us. And so we have to just, we, we have to ask the Holy Spirit, I want to live in that place inside myself and around me and make my the space around me your heaven, your home. You know, there are programs we have to just turn off and not watch on TV. With a, we say, most sweet Holy Spirit, give me that strength. There are places we have to not go. Uh, there are in activities we just say, I just can't go there. But we are always saying, most Holy Spirit, you give me the strength. You give me the power. And to be faithful men and women today, what is a gift to the world. What a joy. But this is absolutely impossible to us without our relying on not only the, the tremendous strength of the Holy Spirit, who's our protector and our, as St. Cyril uh, of Jerusalem says, our mighty defender, our fierce protector, but also the one who does everything so tenderly for us. And I guarantee us, I, I, I know this from my own experience, what, it, what we might give up in being drawn to through the Holy Spirit's uh, strength what we give up is nothing compared to what we receive, as St. Augustine himself experienced. This, this life in the Holy Spirit tastes so good. It is so beautiful, so strong. And this, it, it pervade, this relationship we have with the Holy Spirit pervades not only our own soul, but our family life. I mean, wherever we go, there, we, we have heaven within us. We have all the strength and power of heaven. It's like walking around having $20 billion in our soul as a bank, and we'd never draw it out and we're living in poverty. No, no more living in poverty. We are going to start, start drawing from that bank, the treasures within us. We bear within us all the strength and power of the Holy Spirit. Let us start drawing upon it. Absolutely. We're going to take a break, sister, here at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. You're listening to The Frontline with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello. We're having a fabulous conversation with Sister Marianne Fatula, OP, discussing her book, Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit, Keys to a Transformed Life and Joyful Heart. Remember, you can find us if you're in Connecticut, Northern Long Island, and Westchester, 1350 on your AM dial. Joe Racinello and I are spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. One thing I would say, sister, before the break is I think it's very important because again, going back to those struggles, we look to the saints, we look to Paul, we, you know, many saints, but yes. you know, I know in my life, you look to Paul, you look to, you look at Augustine, you look at Francis. I would tell men who are struggling out there, in other words, and the need to, to reach out to the Holy Spirit, don't beat yourself up. The church gives you the sacraments, use them, confession, off of Joe always says on the show, gotta be going to frequent confession. Get rid of your sins. Dust yourself off. Jesus is there to pick you up, and the Holy Spirit is there to strengthen you with the gifts that we were talking about earlier. So let's take a break, and we're going to come right back. Hey, listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear The Frontline with Joe and Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless, 
It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that, at 12.30, you can hear the focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello, way in the breach on the Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area. Uh, please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content. Uh, and we're having a great conversation about the Holy Spirit with Sister Marianne Fatula discussing her book, Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit, Keys to a Transformed Life and Joyful Heart. And with that, I am going to kick it over to Joe Resinello. Sister, you mentioned like about like having one thing but not having the other. I've also experienced that because I think about like, you know, you live your life and you, you, you know, you make bad choices and you make good choices. Yes. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and what I have like ha- when I've taught RCIA, what I would kind of how to illustrate that is you can't grab a gallon. If you have a cup in your hand, you have to put the gallon down. You can't have peace if you're not doing what God, you can't have both. And I think that's what the world thinks, you know, as sophisticated as we have become, that you can have both. It's impossible. You can have the gifts that God gives us through the Holy Spirit and at the same time live a worldly life, no matter who you are. You know, you can't like have like, you know, a lot of times it's like you go to church on Sunday and you do, you know, whatever you want during the rest of the week. Talk about that, because I think that is something that plagues a lot of Catholics in America. Yes, Joe, again, what you say is so true and so powerful. And and Augustine himself experienced this. I mean, he thought to himself, how can life possibly be better if I start doing without these things that give me supposedly so much pleasure. But what he, St. Augustine himself tells us is that the very things that used to give him so much pleasure eventually became uh, distasteful to him. I remember beautifully a, a, a young man, one of my students who told this whole class, this. he said, you know, uh, sister, we, I, we've been begging the Holy Spirit to give us the grace of chastity. And then he said, and I'm here to tell you, our relationship, our life is ever so much stronger and sweeter and tastes so much better in our chaste love for each other. And so this, we don't know this by experience without asking, at least asking the Holy Spirit. This still tastes good to me. Let it, and I say, I mean, I, I, and I know a lot of people who say this, whatever I'm drawn to that is not of you, Don't let it taste good to me anymore. (laughs) And this is a prayer that the Holy Spirit answers. And it's, we're not giving up anything. It's like, do we give up anything when we put the garbage out in the garbage, you know, and have a neat, no, we don't give up anything. It's just a bunch of garbage. But what we get, these are treasures of joy and peace and strength and, and freedom. How good it tastes to feel free. I had another one of my young men say, you know, I, I wake up in the morning and I'm, it feels good to be awake. I don't have a hangover. I'm not like drooping around. 
everything tastes good in my life. So this appeal of it's a good life we're being drawn to by the Holy Spirit. Life in the Holy Spirit is good and strong and sweet. And the other stuff is a lot of junk and garbage. <laughs> that's, that's right. A lot of junk and garbage. This is so like, there, there are, uh, you know, obviously the spirit is invisible. Okay. And the spirit will, will go wherever it goes. As Jesus said, you, wherever the, you know, you can't see the wind, but you know, it's out there. Okay. But there are some images in scripture for the Holy spirit. Talk about some of those. I mean, obviously the more familiar ones are the dove. Um, we see the dove in, in, in church, you know, like up on the, um, in the apps usually like, or there's doves all over the place, uh, water, fire, um, the hand talk, talk about some of the, the imagery of the Holy spirit in scripture. You know, Joe, I, I have to be honest with you. I know that there are many scriptural images uh, for the Holy Spirit, but I personally don't find it helpful uh, it, to draw close to the Holy Spirit. I mean, it is true, the Holy Spirit is, His love is like fire, but just as in a personal relationship with someone we love here on earth, again, what I just really urge is simply to start speaking to the Holy Spirit, because those images, all those images for the Holy Spirit are impersonal, fire, you know, these are, but we want to speak to a person. So I personally would urge people to maybe not think so much about images. Um, in fact, even in my little book, I begged uh, the editor, I said, please don't put a picture of a dove, of a dove on the front. I mean, just have some flowers or something to show the beauty of the Holy Spirit. But be, because I don't want people to think the Holy Spirit is a dove or, or because th these images, uh, th this is why I think so many of us don't know the Holy Spirit, because we can relate to the Lord Jesus, who is flesh of our flesh, and we can relate to the Father because we have experienced a Father. But the images for the Holy Spirit, I believe, don't really help us that much. They might give us a little bit of inclination. But what happens is when we start speaking to the Holy Spirit, he will do the rest. He will unveil himself to us, just in the, like in relationships here on earth. We start speaking to the one we love, and the one we love starts unveiling himself or herself to us. And this is what will happen. The Holy Spirit himself will unfold, unveil, reveal himself to us. I mean, we will have a deeper understanding and knowledge and closeness to the Holy Spirit simply by speaking to him because we've given him permission to speak to us and, and to, to, to really give himself to us in a way. It, it will be amazing. I guarantee it will be amazing if we do this. We will start to know the Holy Spirit in a beautiful, intimate way because he will reveal himself to us. Let's talk a little... Let's talk a little bit about Pentecost, sister. I mean, clearly, I mean, that is the, the clearest manifestation of the Holy Spirit probably in the entire Bible. Um, I mean, I'll set the stage. You have 12 men, oh, at this point, probably 11 men, horrified, hiding, and then God, through the Holy Spirit, comes down upon them. The images in of that were like, like fire descended upon them um, and, and they spoke in tongues and it empowered them. And I think about that um, when I pray the rosary, the third mystery is, uh, you know, the, the, basically the, the Holy Spirit descending upon the apostles that they could not do what they had to do without the Holy Spirit. How do we rekindle that today? 
because yeah. clearly we need it. I mean, yes. the church needs it and it's operating in, in you yes. know, clearly, but how do we rekindle that Pentecost moment? You know, Joe, this is such a, a tremendous question. And, it, you know, our own Pentecost is our confirmation. Of course, that begins in our baptism. But, uh, you know, the Catholic Catechism says this, you know, the writings of the uh, popes say this, that Pentecost is our, I mean, our confirmation is our share in Pentecost. And what is given to us is this tremendous, again, as I said, tremendous grace of true closeness with the Holy Spirit, so that he truly can be the beloved of our souls, our intimate friend, our strength, our consoler, our mighty healer, our defender, our fierce protector. But you see, so many of us receive the sacrament of confirmation, and we're not really expecting anything to happen. You yourself experienced this because the Holy Spirit made himself known to you. But we carry these graces of our confirmation within us, as I said before. We're like carrying around in us $20 billion that's in the bank, and we're living in poverty, and we don't know to take out that money and start using it. And so we let us just say, most sweet Holy Spirit, I was absolutely sealed by you. I belong to you. Let me start living in your joy and your peace, your strength, your power. This is calling forth the graces of our confirmation. I belong to you and most dear Holy Spirit, you have given yourself to belong to me. This is so powerful. St. Thomas Aquinas says the Holy Spirit gives himself to us to be our beloved, our, our intimate friend, our power and strength. I mean, I don't think we think of this, that it's a self-giving that begins with the Holy Spirit's own complete surrender of himself to us. How powerful. We say to the Holy Spirit, I am yours. And the Holy Spirit says to us, and I am yours. And so the, the Pentecost, as St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta says, Pentecost happens simply by our being in the Lord, in our own settings. You know, we can't set fire to the world. And just the apostles set fire to the world because they, in love with the Holy Spirit, the uh, divine office says, they were intimate friends of the Holy Spirit, who was their constant companion. And this is why they were so in, on fire with the Holy Spirit, because they were his intimate friends. And we love to spread the love of someone we love. Just, you know, and so when, when we start living in a different way in our home, at our workplace, we don't need to do a lot of shouting or screaming or anything like that. Let us just be who we are. You know, people who are filled with joy, who speak the truth, who have kindness. This makes a difference in our home, in our families, our workplace. And if each of us does this, you know, the little sparks of the fire spread. We can't set the whole world on fire, but we can certainly be who we are meant to be in the Holy Spirit's power and sweetness in our own setting. And all these I, little sparks then light fire. <laughs> I, I, I think that's so important, sister. Um, and for those of you who are just joining us, you're at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Basillo and Joe Resinello. We are way in the breach with Sister Marianne Fatula. We're discussing the Holy Spirit, drawing, co drawing close to the Holy Spirit, Keys to a Transformed Life and Joyful Heart is Sister Mary Ann Fatula's book. Uh, Sister, before we move on, just uh, we, have a, we have a decent amount of time left, but real quick, uh, we'll mention it again at the end. Where can people buy your book? Yes, so uh, the book is called Drawing Close 
to the Holy Spirit. And um, if readers would just type that into the computer, the publisher will come up. I'm sure other sites uh, too are offering the book, but it's published by Sophia Institute Press, a beautiful press of publishing wonderful Catholic books. <clears throat> and <clears throat> then people could order it from there, certainly from your local bookstore also, drawing close to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna kick it back <laughs> to Joe's sister, but I just wanna say that along the lines of what you said, sister, I think you've been secretly watching the front line with Joe and Joe because you phrased it a little differently, but Joe says all the time, you, you said that those sparks, those, yes. those little sparks that you yes. could give off that people will notice, by the way, you notice when you, when, when the spirit is transforming you and your personality changes, mm -hmm. yes. the way you react to things starts to change. It's not because you're so conscious of it. That's the spirit working on you. But yeah. those sparks, as Joe always said, you want to evangelize. If you're, if people can't look at your life and see at least and some level of peace and joy, yes. um, that's what evangelize. People say, "I want that peace. I don't have that peace. I would love that peace." And I think that's such a great, um, great tool of evangelization is to remember that by your actions and those little sparks that you spoke of, um, yeah. that really can have a major, and I think does have a major impact on people. So, Joe, with that, I'm going to hand it over to you. You mentioned the saints. You mentioned Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about the analogy of having money in the bank, but we don't <laughs> utilize it. Um, I think, and I, I, I'm very interested in your comments. This is kind of how I envision the Holy Spirit working. God works in the space of sacrifice. We have to make room for the Spirit in our life. Um, in my life, I try to model my life I fail, but I try to the to the words of John the Baptist. I must decrease, yes. he must increase. And it's in that space of sacrifice that the Holy Spirit comes in. Mm -hmm. Again, when I would teach RCIA, I would say, you can't fill a glass of water if it's filled to the top with milk. You have to pour out <laughs> the water and then fill it with milk. Not even God could fill it with milk if it's filled with water. Talk about making room. And am I wrong in that, sister, in that analogy? No, I think you're so right, Joe. But but again, I want to go back to the point. We keep on you know, beating the drum that um, what we are so attached to now that's filling up that, that water in the glass, I mean, it's a lot of garbage. But let us simply start asking the Holy Spirit to make us taste it as if it tastes like garbage, because a lot of things, garbage in our life doesn't seem to taste like garbage. And I know I've had a lot of people I know just say, you know, for example, uh, a young man who wanted to give up smoking, he said, I, most Holy Spirit, am so attached to smoking, it's not good for me. Please start making it not taste good to me. And so when you speak of sacrifice, I, I have to say, I'm a person not drawn to a lot of sacrifice. I want the joy and the peace. Of course, that entails sacrifice, but it doesn't feel like sacrifice, you see? In other words, when we say the word sacrifice, it might feel to us like, oh, I'm giving up so much. We're giving up nothing, but we don't know that yet. And so let us simply ask the Holy Spirit to say, let us say, 
you know what, what I'm involved here, I'm kind of suspecting it's a lot of garbage. So let it start tasting to me like garbage. In other words, make, give me a distaste for it and a taste for what is good and of you. And so it's not to me so much of like, I've got to give this up, but rather, you know what, most sweet Holy Spirit, you have to give me the grace to tar start tasting in my life something far sweeter and better, which is you. So yes, it is sacrifice, but I'm all for, it's kind of maybe not tasting so much like sacrifice, but rather tasting like, oh my heavens, there's, like you said, there's a glass of milk instead of this water. And so whatever it is that we feel the Holy Spirit drawing us to make a sacrifice about, let us ask him to make it taste in our soul, not like a sacrifice, if you get yeah, me. But what, but what I mean by that is like when the Holy Spirit is acting in our lives, and I have been blessed to uh, meet very holy people, like yes. a lot of sisters, um, mm -hmm. some very good priests. I mean, mm -hmm. they, in a sense, set the world on fire. I mean, you look at the lives of the saints, say Padre Pio, he lived in mm -hmm. southern Italy. Why would anyone go there? The whole world wanted to go there. Why would anyone want to go to a far corner of India? The whole world wanted to go there because the Holy Spirit is God. And when we make room in our life to, to basically fill ourselves with God, we animate the world because God animates the world and it's attractive and it's joyful. That's right. That's and that right. is the, the, if you ask me, that's the, the dynamite of the Catholic church that's available to all of us, every Absolutely. single person. Yes. And you so powerfully say that Joe, that's my point that there is sacrifice, but it doesn't taste like sacrifice when it's from the Holy Spirit who is doing this in us and for us, because what we are absolutely aiming for is so much better. For example, I mean, when you read the lives of the martyrs, they're going to their martyrdom singing. <laughs> and, and we have people, like you say, the saints going to, you know, far places of the earth, we can say to ourselves, I could never do that. That's right. We can never could. But if the Holy Spirit is drawing us to that, it won't taste like sacrifice. Uh, but we let's, let's ask for that gift that whatever it is we feel we need, the Holy Spirit is drawing us to give up in our life. It's not so good. Let us ask for the grace, not only to give it up, but to be, it's kind of like, yeah, it doesn't taste so good anymore. St. Augustine tells us that. He said it started, all the things he was attached to started not pleasing him so much. So let's as we ask for the grace to be released from them, let us ask also for the, for the grace for them not to taste good for to us, and also for the things that are of the Lord to to taste ever so much sweeter and stronger and better. I, I actually, I'm sorry, Joe. Please. No, no, just real quick, Joe. Just you're reminding me, sister, of something that I try to keep in my head all the time. You know, because we talk about attachments, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't live a very good life. <laughs> certainly not a Catholic life for 20 years of my life. <laughs> um, and I'm, I, I am still, unfortunately, attached to certain things um, that I <laughs> bore you with here and, and struggle against. But one of the things that that I, I believe is an inspiration mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit when it comes to, uh, from time to time when I'm praying, I have this thought in my head as I just want to become the way I was when I was 11. Or ten, uh, or, or, you know, and there's, and I mean, I'm not trying to be sentimental. I, I, I mean that sincerely. Where yes. for a number of reasons, but one of them is because when you're ten or eleven, you're not mm -hmm. attached 
you're not attached to those things. Uh, they come along later on, unfortunately, temptation yes. uh, and things like that. But when you're 10 or 11, number one, it's that freedom. All you yes. want to do, you want to play, <laughs> you want to love your mother and father. You know, and it's exactly. the same thing. As a grown man, I'd love to have the mentality of an 11-year-old. This mm -hmm. way I would I would rely fully on God, <laughs> Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? Um, yeah. You know, so I always think, you reminded me of that, sister, and I just think it's important to realize, yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, unless you become like little children, I think yeah. that's what he meant. You got to detach yourself from this stuff. And the only way you could do it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joe, we have about 10 minutes left or so at the front line. Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Rasinello with Sister Marianne Fatula discussing her new book that you could purchase at Sophia Institute Press, Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit Keys to a Transformed Life and Joyful Heart. With that, I'm going to kick it over to Joe. You talked about like leading us, the Holy Spirit, and it does lead us. Um, I like, you know, Joe and I try to tell personal stories. I'll tell you another personal story. I, I mean, I, I did go to India to work uh, with missionaries of charity. And the first time I went, I got very sick. Oh my, um, and I was oh my. by myself in uh, a one bedroom apartment, 6,000 miles away, two days of fever and dysentery and lying in India, wondering if I was ever going to get back to the United States. Yeah. And I kept saying to myself, God, you called me here. You didn't call me to destroy me. Amen. Like I will get through this because Amen. it was scary. Like not Amen. just that I was sick, I was alone. I mean, like, and I, no one was going to take care of me, but me. Yes. So I was horrified. <laughs> like, but I kept saying that to myself, like, I know you brought me here, yes. but you didn't bring me here to destroy me. Amen. Could you talk about that? Because I think God, you know, like we all feel, you said we feel these urges, movements, go this way, go that way, but we're afraid or we're hesitant. Yes, yes. Talk about overcoming that because God is not a God to destroy us. He's a God yeah. of life. Amen. Again, so well said, Joe. It, it is so true. That, uh, and the divine providence of, of the Trinity allow things that are very horrible sometimes to happen to us and we experience you know great tragedies and and uh, suffer through i mean that was horrible what you experienced but as saint thomas points out to us everything is under the providence of the trinity everything saint paul says is permitted for our good so there, if there are things that we're going through now that are are not so good and that are frightening us let us offer them uh, to the to the whole blessed trinity and say most holy spirit there's a reason you're allowing me to go through this but you've got to get me out of this and you're so right sometimes fear uh, the, the devil, the devil is at work to put obstacles in our way when uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit is drawing us to something. And so when we are pretty convinced the Holy Spirit is drawing us to something, as you were convinced that the Holy Spirit was drawing you to India, and you find yourself kind of overwhelmed by power, problems, this is what I do, I just say, most Holy Spirit, if this is from you, then you have to make this better. And if this is not from you, again, as I said, then you know, you have to make it clear, this is all disaster and send me home. And so, but let us beg for the grace not to let fear inspired by the devil, uh, keep us from 
it's from real beautiful goods that the Holy Spirit might be drawing us to. And we, we, this is where the, the whole the gift of courage, fortitude uh, kicks in here, giving us a strength that is not our own. But again, all whatever is from the Holy Spirit will be filled with joy and peace. If it is not from the Holy Spirit, it will be difficult and there'll be no joy and no peace. Now, of course, you don't have that joy and peace while you're suffering. So, you know, it's true. But there is a certain peace. Even I've spoken to people deeply suffering who say, down deep in my soul, there still is peace. And so let us ask for this gift that wherever the Holy Spirit is drawing us, whatever decisions he's drawing us to make, he will work it out and keep that peace in our soul that no matter what we're going through, we, we just, we know we we are with him, and it is of him. Go ahead, Joe. We have about uh, probably have about five and a half minutes left or so. Uh, so if you want to, uh, if you want to lay out one more, one more. Yeah, question actually, because this is a big theme. I mean, it, it comes from uh, the Gospel of John, the 14th mm -hmm. chapter. This is this is what Christ said. He said, "Anything you ask in my name, I will do. If you love me and obey the commandments I give you." I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, a paraclete, to be with you always, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, since it neither sees him nor recognizes him, but you can recognize him because he remains with you. He, Jesus went on to say, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will instruct you in everything. You know, sister, you're a brilliant woman. You have a PhD. You know, Joe and I, we're not brilliant, but we're, you know, pretty smart guys. There is something about being, having infused knowledge. Yes. You know, I know a very simple person who I know through the church and I talk to him often. Um, he works, you know, for minimum wage and he has an infused knowledge. And that is something I think we have to touch on because sometimes people could hear people like yourself. We interview academics, you interview various people within the church, even say Joe and I were fairly well read, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't God matter. will tell you what you need when you're open. Speak to that because I believe yes. in what John's saying there as in the gospel of John. So, so deep in my heart. Sister, we have a sister. Uh, we have about three minutes left, just to give you a heads up. Okay. Yes, so true, Joe. The Holy Spirit of truth dwells within us. This has nothing to do with natural intelligence. And let us call upon the Holy Spirit, our inner teacher, our guide, our strength, to help us to speak the truth. He reveals the mysteries of our divine, of our faith to us. He gives us the words to say, you know, the spirit of my father will be speaking in you. Let us call upon him for that wisdom, for that strength, for that courage to speak the truth in love amen it's so important because like i said i think sometimes people get lost in that because most catholics i mean however there's maybe a billion of us on the earth not everyone you know most of them are poor yes. i mean like like most across the world but yet there is something i call it the art of living Yes. The Holy Spirit will guide us to that. Most of my relatives, they came from Southern Italy. 
They weren't educated, but they exactly. lived good lives because they Amen. followed the the uh, you know the promptings of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. I always say it's the secret to life, sister. Yes, Amen, honey, and it's, it's so true. So let us call upon the Holy Spirit who dwells within us to be our teacher, to be our guide, and most of all, to give us the grace of that intimate friendship with Him. Let us simply just say, "Most sweet Holy Spirit." I want to belong to you. I want you to be my teacher, my guide, my intimate friend, the beloved of my soul, my consoler, my healer, my strength. And you are so right. Saints are made not out of people with PhDs, but of people who live in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, who teaches us all, but also who satisfies our hearts and souls. Let us beg for the grace, not only of that wisdom, but to be intimate friends. Let us speak to the Holy Spirit and say, I want you to be my intimate friend. I want you to be the soul of my soul, beloved of my soul. I want to do nothing without you. That's that's a great way to end it, sister. Um, and uh, do you have any final thoughts? And and one more time, uh, maybe a final thought, and also uh, one more time where the folks out there at the Veritas Catholic Network can buy your book. Just one final thought. Let us at this very moment say to the Holy Spirit, I want to belong to you. I give myself and everything to you. Please start working in my life. Give me your peace and your joy. And the, the book is titled Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit, available at Sophia Institute Press. And I'm so grateful to have talked to you guys. I love you both. <laughs> I have five you. brothers and you're just great. <laughs> and thank you for thank you for coming on and it's you no know, into the breach, as we always say. <laughs> You know, when Joe and I were we were first doing the show, it was like, well, what you know, well, I had just read Bishop Olmsted's letter, um, and he mentioned the breach, and I was like, yeah, that's where we're going. We're going into the breach. But the reason I bring it up, you need the power of God. You Amen. need the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you're doing something good, God will sustain it. God Amen. will sustain. It. And you, you, you being on our show, sister. That's that's one of the fruits that we know our show is bearing. Uh -huh. It's an important message. And we thank you for coming on, Sister Marianne Fatula. And we thank you all for joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. That's the most important thing that Joe and I could do. That's what we all could do. Remember also to follow Joe and I on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you find us on social media. Um, you could find us in a lot of different places, Gab and uh, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook. Just help us out. Click us here, like us here, share us there. And remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation. And that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.